0: Hello, I'm Pastor Doug Meacham from Grace Chapel in Westerville, Ohio, and we welcome you back to Life's Beautiful Journey Radio. Each week we will be talking about a different part of life, and this week we will be talking about traditions. Now, the idea of tradition has always fascinated me. You know, to see what each generation passes on to the next is something to do and remember. You know, I heard about a lady one time who was preparing a ham for Christmas and knew that it was passed down to her that she should cut off one end of the ham before putting it on the pan and placing it in the oven. And she always wondered why that was a necessary step in preparing ham. So she asked her mom, and her mom said, you know, I'm not sure. It is what my mom always did, so I did it too. We should ask her. <laughs> so they called the grandma to ask why they always cut the end of the ham off before baking it. And she said, well, I'm not sure why you are doing it, but my pan was always shorter than the ham I would buy. So I had to cut off one end to make it fit. <laughs> uh. So traditions may form for various reasons, I suppose. As a kid, I heard a lot about different traditions as I was growing up, and experienced quite a few and One was of course, during the holidays we always uh, uh, you know had a, quite a bit of tradition family traditions that we would uh, experience there and pass along and One of our Christmas traditions was to go to a tree farm in our area and we would select a tree and a handsaw, and we would uh, saw that tree down for it to be wrapped up and carried home on top of our car. Then as we decorated the tree, Dad would hold me up to put the angel on top of the tree. And believe it or not, I still place the angel on top of Mom and Dad's tree each year. And uh, although, you know, Dad doesn't have to necessarily hold me up anymore, though. So (laughs) I don't think he could. Uh, You know, I also learned about patriotic traditions as a kid. And uh, my Papa Meacham was in World War II and passed down several traditions to honor our country through my dad and then to me. And things like uh, you know when how an American flag should be displayed, uh, when it should be displayed, that type of thing. How to say the Pledge of Allegiance, and uh, we still say that in our service club, their Rotary. And then of course how to respect the singing of the national anthem. And one time at an Ohio State football game as a kid, I forgot to remove my ball hat as the anthem started playing, and an older gentleman behind me nearly knocked it off my head with a firm tap on the hat to remind me to remove it you know at the time it made me a little bit mad but <laughs> learning how so many died of course for that flag over the years in wars helped me to appreciate the motivation he had in encouraging me to remove the hat you know in my high school and college years i learned quite a bit about school traditions And my high school marching band had uh, some traditions of teasing the freshmen a bit. And I was one once, of course. And uh, what they did was they had different costuming and such that we had to wear for our first practice on the field there at the band camp. And mine happened to be a sundress. So (laughs) uh, that was quite uh, the scene there, I guess, trying to march and then play snare drum. Uh, I'm sure they all had a nice laugh, but uh, in college, I was uh, almost more wrapped up in the traditions of the school where my dad went than where I went. Of course, I went to Otterbein and we had quite a few things in the concert choir and, and of course on the sports teams and such that I played with. but he attended the Ohio State University and was in the marching band there, and uh, they call it the best we'll say darn band in the land, and uh, they had the tradition of playing the old hang on sloopy song for every game. And then they, uh, of course, made a script Ohio on the field as well. And uh, the song Le Régiment, of course, was used. And uh, Dad actually was the dot on the eye. You know, if if you picture Ohio, there's a dot. And that's usually the sousaphone player, and that's what Dad played. And he was the dot on the eye two times during his his years there at the school. And that's actually a rare occurrence and an honor, is that uh, that honor is very limited now in the band. Uh, There's a few celebrities that have been uh, able to do that. But mostly it's just the sousaphone players, of course, that uh, get to take part in that. And uh, both traditions actually still take place there with uh, those two things for the band. But uh, it's amazing how they keep that going. You know, as a married adult, a new set of traditions came along with my new developing family. You know, each Thanksgiving, we have gone to my wife, Emily's family gathering to celebrate and one of their traditions is to hand make hundreds of tortellinis that are cooked in a broth and served on Thanksgiving day. And it was a joy to jump into the process of making them from scratch. You know, my job was either to help fold the pasta around the meat, or most recently I've been the one who cuts the pasta squares that are used to fold. And I think having a hand in the process makes the pasta all the more tasty when we get to eat the final product. Another holiday tradition that has now been passed from my wife and I to our kids is the annual reading of Twas the Night Before Christmas on Christmas Eve. And even at the ages of 22 and 20, my kids sat right up next to me on the couch to hear the story again this last year. And now our dog Esther, of course, also sits there with us to hear the reading, though I don't quite think she understands the story, (laughs) but she likes to have her pack all gathered around her there, I think. You know, some of the most prominent traditions I've experienced in my life have taken place at the church over the years. You know, uh, all throughout the year, you have times of communion and and, uh, other activities and such, of course, baptisms and things that uh, take place. But during the weeks leading up to Christmas, we typically light the Advent candles, and each week a candle is named, then lighted. The names are ones such as faith, love, and joy, which remind us of the true meaning of Christmas, of course, during that time. And I always enjoyed, of course, going with the folks from our congregation to various shut-ins and nursing homes to sing Christmas carols as well. We love to do that just to brighten their holiday season. And then on Easter, we have another set of traditions. We have a Good Friday service and then an Easter egg hunt on that Saturday before Easter. And then we have a sunrise service to start our Easter morning. And then we take a little walk or pilgrimage out to some of the wooden crosses on the property out back here. And uh, we, of course, show that they're empty and shout, He is risen. And then we have a breakfast to follow. And then, of course, our main Easter service to cap off that day of celebration. My most memorable easter sunday of course was a a year when my dad and mom were given a trip to japan over easter and it was my first time ever covering all of the activities i mentioned earlier by myself of course with some help from the elders and immediate family and church family but we made it through (laughs) throughout the word of god we see traditions being passed down through the generations don't we In fact, much of the Old Testament is repeated throughout the Word as we see these traditions being shared through time. In fact, 2 Thessalonians 2.15 says, So then, brothers, stand firm and hold to the traditions that you were taught by us, either by our spoken word or by our letter. And so we see that traditions were important in the Bible because they were used to teach each generation how to live and thrive and do what God commanded His people to do. You know, there are many chapters in the Bible that talk about clothing, food, relationships, morals, and so many other topics that you can see how the Lord used the idea of traditions and the recording of them to develop the uncompromised word of God. It's a collection of so many of those things. But our current laws, you know, even are based on uh, the laws established back in the Old Testament and were passed down as part of tradition, of course, through the centuries. And you could say that our exercise faith, of course, is part of that tradition. We're taught to pray, to read the Bible, to worship and witness, to grow and further our faith. And so I ask, what traditions have you received and passed along in your family? Have you found that they are a helpful thing, or are they possibly like the ladies who cut off the end of the ham? (laughs) You know, we should take a look at the traditions we're taught and see the value in each one that we pass on to the next generation, because they help us remember, they help us learn and grow and appreciate those who came before us. And knowing that is the best way to travel through life's beautiful journey, isn't it? Our podcast, again, is sponsored by Grace Chapel Community Church, and more information can be found about the church at gracechapel.us. Again, that's gracechapel.us. Remember that you can also email me, send me an email directly to Pastor Doug Meacham at yahoo.com. Again, that's Pastor Doug, M E A C H A M, at yahoo.com. And make sure to check out our new YouTube channel for some exciting adventures and enhanced versions of our podcast. Won't you join us again next week for Life's Beautiful Journey? Thanks again for joining us.